0: Welcome to On Culture. On this podcast, we talk about culture and faith and the world and our place in it. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also support our work and explore all of our content on our website, theembassy.substack.com. Here's Mike.
1: Welcome to another uh, installment of On Culture, uh, the podcast of the Embassy uh, Substack newsletter. You can check it out at theembassy.substack.com. There's lots of free content. Uh, and you can just sign up with your email. Uh, there's a paid options for you for more stuff. Uh, and, uh, on culture is the podcast of the embassy. I'm joined, uh, today with, uh, by my son, my old, eldest son, Evan. And, uh, we are going to talk about something that was, uh, a social media, whatever phenomenon, viral, whatever that means, uh, in the, in the, in the day and age we live in. Uh, and I will start with a a little, uh, episode. Uh, this, this viral episode happens on an airplane. And a number of years ago, 15 years ago, maybe more, uh, I was on an airplane coming back from, I think a promise keepers event. If anyone uh, listening knows what that is, remember that is a Christian event. There was a lot of people on in the event, uh, you know, uh, that had coming back on the plane and some people started
0: to sing him and for what I it's worth seen... by the way i i just didn't not to interrupt you too much but uh i i do remember that so i should say i think that you brought me to at least one of those before right yes that you yeah there I, I have a, have a distinct memory them. as a kid in a stadium right so d- for those of you that are not familiar just imagine a little bit of like a like a modern revivalist atmosphere you think that's a fair description of it's yeah it was it was was one of
1: the first ecumenical lots of different denominations there uh experiences there was you know kind of modern-ish at the time worship music and it was basically tailored toward men men being better Mm -hmm. promise keepers uh men being better fathers and husbands and so on so, so everyone's positive. riding this high,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. As so far as
1: it goes, everyone's riding the high. That's exactly right. And they started singing. And I was sitting, as was a guy kind of diagonally across the aisle from me who had, had seen me. <clears throat> I think we'd exchanged greeting or whatever. He'd seen me maybe reading a Christianity Today or something. He kind of looked at me with a sort of puzzled and annoyed look on his face. And I just kind of shrugged and said, you know, sorry, man. Because uh, I was a little, you know, I was uncomfortable for him. He was obviously uncomfortable. Um, and then the moment passed, they stopped and the moment passed. Uh, and a similar thing was the thing on social media where there was a group of people, I think they had been in Poland, uh, mm. some sort of ministry to the to immigrants um, uh, leaving Ukraine and riding a high and there was some sort of worship music involved in the ministry. And then so this guy gets his guitar out and starts leading a worship song on the plane. Uh, and, you know, you saw the little, you saw the video, the clip, you know, whatever it was, yeah. 20 seconds long. You know, people, lots of people were And to your point, it, it
0: became borderline like... viral news. So I, I saw it in your, mm-hmm. yeah, I've I've seen this, but uh, it became kind of a hot topic a couple weeks ago. We're yeah. reporting this video. Yeah, mid-May. so yeah. It,
1: it's a similar thing. Um, and uh, in the video there is a guy sitting, well, the video is captioned. Look what I had to sometimes look at what I had to experience on the plane or something. It was sort of a negative experience for the poster. And then there's a guy behind him now behind him, obviously is not amused. Uh, uh, and um, who knows what this guy's situation is. I call him, you know, in the piece, I call him, you know, blue shirt guy, just cause he has a blue shirt on. Um, and so that, you know, he's just sitting there kind of, whatever hoping it stops Enduring it what you know don't want to put words in his mouth or his mind um so and you know the the piece that we're going to talk about kind of i'm saying i just think that's not something we should do so like let me just stop there and ask you uh, a much younger person than i am uh what is your response what did you think and feel when you saw this thing on social media and
0: the response to it mm well, I think, I mean, first of all, I appreciate calling on my youth. That is my only qualification mm-hmm. for this uh, conversation. <laughs> I'm otherwise eminently qualified. Your other guests have included some uh, seminary-educated pastors and such. And I'm just, just, just that guy yeah, no. who looks at social you're, media. You're definitely but, who I want for this. Like, uh, I uh, but want yeah, I mean, yeah. Just like, the layman? the Yeah, no, I mean, as the social media, you looking you're, at it you're, as, you're, as a news thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah so exactly so i i felt like it was i mean i had two two reactions i mean first of all um it i I mean i felt sorry as much as i um in many ways sympathize with the desire to worship i couldn't help but feel empathy for blue shirt guy right and so that made me wonder it made me question um why do i feel more sympathy in this situation for the either the non-christian or maybe for all he you knows he actually is a christian he's just uncomfortable with what's happening on right. the plane right there in that particular circumstance right. we don't know anything about him all we know is that right. he's uncomfortable with this so i found myself feeling more um empathy for him than i did for the people singing kind of is it fair to say at him or uh, certainly around him and just kind of disregarding yeah. the fact that he was just trying to have a plane ride <laughs> right that is the question um, and That
1: is the question. i think that is the question singing at him singing around him did they have him in mind at all yeah i could have been blue shirt guy for all i know it was the look i had on my face right. 20 years ago it could have been very similar so i don't want to make any assumptions about uh about you know that guy but that guy symbolized in a way a lot of a lot of the response was, isn't this a terrible thing to do? Isn't this ridiculous? I can't believe they would do this this sort of thing. Uh, mm. And I do think it, it's not, uh, I think that the people who were singing, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure they were well-intentioned, right? I'm sure they wanted to express mm. their faith well and positively. I just would say I doubt they did, um, and mm. they probably communicated something else instead. So um,
0: that's sort of what, like and, what and you're and, yeah, and you're the master of understatement. I mean, I would even go further a little bit and say I don't think that they were necessarily. I think they were doing the thing that they wanted to do in spite of what other people thought. Right, I've. Sometimes I've been that Christian and I've certainly observed that Christian as somebody who's grown up in the church um, who th- their expressed rationale for, I'm going to um, exercise my faith in this public way, in a way that is unconventional because it's public. I'm going to do this and I don't care what people think, right? That's mm-hmm. more or less a DC talk lyric, right? From the 90s, but mm-hmm. that's Jesus free lyric. But when they say that, that's, I think that I usually hear, I usually hear it's not really that they don't care. It's they know that people are, they know that people won't receive it the way that they're receiving it. And that's kind of part of the appeal. If that makes sense. That,
1: no, that's, that's how good. I've always
0: understood it. Like, like like they're yeah. they're doing it in order to contrast themselves with their surroundings in order to further reinforce their identity as different than the people around them.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and that's how it's, and that's how I experienced a lot of, um, I mean, I think that I, I mean, I should say I'm first of sinners in this, Um, so I don't want to sound like it's those bad Christians. I'm sure I do this too, but like, that's, that's how I experienced a lot of growing up in the church. Um, I mean, I think, (laughs) uh, I think you were, you were, you were good. I don't want to, I don't want to say that you were this horrible, cruel, oppressive uh, Christian dad, but I think a lot of church culture in the nineties was very, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Right. Um, was very like, um, uh, a lot of the the things that happened in the church were very like we're going to be different just because, right? You're not going to mm-hmm. listen to Jay Z, you're going to listen to DC Talk, right? You're not going mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. um, you're not going to read Harry Potter, you're going to read some other, you know, uh, substitute product kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, right. and I think that some and some of you know it's uh, some of that was it wasn't ill intentioned, I wouldn't say, and some mm-hmm. of it was even well intentioned, but I think a lot of it was always like being different was always the point and saying, using some of these things, using these um, moments to articulate contrast with people who are outside the church was a way to reinforce, Hey, we're part of the church. We don't, we don't truck with that stuff. Um, yeah. and It's a hard to articulate thing, but does that make sense?
1: Uh, yeah, totally. I think that's right. I think there's a sense, there's a sense of, uh, I mean, Jesus says, you know, you know, people will persecute you for your faith, and you know any sort of opposition for me doing something Christian falls into that category, and I should be happy about it, or rejoice in it, or triumphant, or something. And you know, in a sense, offending you with my faith is becomes part of the point, point. and that's the thing where I do feel like um, that's one possible, you know, motivation for the, for some of these people that's been a motivation Mm -hmm. I've experienced. You've experienced it where I want to live out. I want to live my faith out loud. And if it kind of gets in your face, that's your problem. Um, And I kind of just, that's the, that's what I want to think about in terms of, I don't think that's what Jesus did. uh, And Mm -hmm. I don't think that's what we're called to do. You know, if you think about, um, you know, the, the embassy comes from ambassador, second Corinthians five, where, you know. We are to figure out how to take our faith and translate it into a way in which the people around us will will find it attractive. You know, and Mm. if if the content of the faith faith is offensive, you know, some God came to earth and died for my sin that I'm a sinner. That's the correct offense. Any other offense is not, you know, is a wasted offense in a sense. That's not missional. And mm-hmm. I do think there's a, it can become sort of a cheap substitute for the much more difficult thing, of being in a relationship with somebody, and getting all the way to that point to where the gospel, offends, and it kind of feels good. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm doing what I want, and your negative response is also something to celebrate. Win win. That is that
0: kind of what you're saying? Right. Well, yeah. So yes, but I think that I, I think the negative response is part of the it's not just that that's a win-win is in that's a nice side bonus. Cause that tells me that I'm living out loud. I think that's, that's mm-hmm. part of it. But I think defining by, as, as what I heard you say, um, the substitute for the quick, um, the, the instant gratification of identifying oneself as different in, in mm-hmm. my negation substitutes for having a, a relationship, which is hard grinding work. And I agree mm-hmm. with that. Um, I think the, the, Defining oneself by a negative by saying I'm not like you, therefore I'm like me is also a substitute for building a positive identity in yeah. other words the, yeah. the the hard the other hard thing to do besides developing a relationship with other people is actually to be a mature Christian and be comfortable in that and not yeah. have to use other people around you as props for a point of contrast and I think that yeah. that's in a really easy thing to say <laughs> I don't know that that's really easy to do, you know. Like, it's just, well, I mean, just, just, just it, be more, be, be more mature, right. Be more certain in your faith. <laughs> like, well, I think that's right. Say, I do think, I you know, like, what you should do is something I'll get to that in just a second.
1: Cause I think you said two things there. One of them, I do think, I mean, you can kind of take this, what you said in terms of the, the, the negative reaction from some group is the point or part of the point. Mm. That's a lot of social media, right. That I'm on my mm, team. Yeah. You're on your team part of what I want to do is provoke you. And I, and the, the provocation is the point. Uh, and I would say again, that's not, I mean, that's not the biblical model. Jesus would provoke religious people and typically, and he would surprise the sinners by his gracious response to them. He would tell them to go and send them more. They needed to change, you know, he would call them to the gospel, but, uh, he would be much more kind and loving and accepting, much to the chagrin of the of the religious people. So we sort of have it backwards uh, when we do that. And I do think that, you know, again, I don't want to I don't want to assign motives to all the singing Christians on the plane. But that phenomenon that you're talking about is real, and mm-hmm. probably some of that goes along with that. And some of the people responding to the social media posts were on that side of, like, if those people have a problem with it people are worshiping God that, you know, they should, and I just think it sort of misses the point of, you know, God is the object of worship and the audience for worship, you know, out of context, you know, against their will. I mean, in a sense, like their captive audience, they can't go anywhere. They want to take a nap or whatever, like sort of completely inconsiderate for the moment, not worried about what they think or what experience they're having or anything like that, or how it's gonna be heard, we're just gonna put it out there. And I do think what you said is one thing for sure, and what also, I, you know, a softer version of that is, I'm just going to do my gospel thing. That's all I can, you know, that's, that's up to me, the, the response is up to you. And I think that's a better version of what you said, that both those mm-hmm. things happen. But the problem is where I'm also responsible for how I do it so that people actually get the message because if I do it poorly, confrontationally, tone deaf, whatever, then I'm not actually doing whatever it is. I'm not representing the gospel to people, which like you said, is hard. And, mm. uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it's easier to do this and not, you know, not everybody would do this and and there's some appeal to it like i said you you know like you said you can hey we sang this on the plane we kind of did our thing we did our christian thing we checked the box and if they didn't like it their problem but i think we probably need to think about whether they like it or not a little bit more you know than that so all right um yeah what other responses yeah. did you have or thoughts well
0: so i would also say and this is where i needed because i think that all All of what we talked about makes sense in its own terms, right? Um, Like I responded negatively to it because I think that um, the people singing more or less failed all those tests. And I think that we can, I think you were gracious and correct in saying that we can't assign specific motive to them because we don't specifically know their hearts. But we can still make deductions that they may have failed some of the tests of um, the way that they, the best way that it could have presented them, the gospel right Mm -hmm. um right so like we can say both those things it doesn't actually matter how they got there but they didn't do some basic due diligence so like all that i think is true generally um one thing that i would check myself on that is just like uh i don't know style if that makes sense like um i am not like my inclination as a christian my inclination as somebody as a witness um, as a as not only a member of my church but as somebody trying to represent myself to other people in the world my inclination would be to never ever do that right that's just get yeah. like the whole right. get a yep. acoustic guitar yep. and sing a worship song in a public place is right. stylistically right. not yep. appealing to me and so i have right. to wonder if that's part of my very sure. negative reaction to it too right. you know that that's sound, I think that's fair it's not just because because i'm sure that i i fail those other those tests in a lot of other ways and this, yeah. this is just a this is a seems like a particularly spectacular failure for them because it's not the kind of mistake that I can imagine making. Right. But and I we do that. make obviously. other mistakes, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. To your point, we do that. We judge other people's actions based on whether we would actually do them or not for not reasons of morality, but just for reasons of, you know, of makeup, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and yeah, I would not be the kind of person to do that either. In fact, I would probably make the opposite mistake. I I frequently mm. do make the opposite mistake and never even attempt a conversation with anybody sitting near me in the airplane. Um, you exactly, know, which yeah. at some like at some point I probably should be at least thinking about. It, it is that a possibility? Is that door open or, or whatever? So yeah, I could yeah I can definitely go in the other other direction.
0: Well, um, to that point, if I could, I, I, I'm mm. reminded of an experience that I had in college. Um, I think a lot of people my age at Mizzou would recognize this story. Um, so, speaker circle was a place mm-hmm. at Mizzou where there was explicitly enshrined free speech. And there's a whole controversy as to why it was one place, but that's just like, that's a place where they celebrated it. And there were various, um, there were various uh, Christian or Christian adjacent people that would go there. I would say three or four times a week and preach for two or three, uh, two or three hours. You, you'd come out, mm-hmm. you'd go to class, you'd see them, you'd come out of the class, you'd see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were very, again, that it's, It's easy for me to judge, but they were very aggressive to all the students when they presumed to be the secular, worldly, going to hell people. And they had a very, fire and brimstone is the word I'm looking for, sermon Mm -hmm. style, right? And I think it's easy for me to see that that what they were doing wasn't the right way to go. Like, that was definitely bad PR for the church, bad PR for the gospel. But also, in my daily walk on campus and Mizzou, I essentially never engaged anybody at all
1: mm-hmm. and so
0: that's the kind of mistake that i make that's the
1: opposite you know? sure yeah yeah i do think that's you have to give them you know something for being being out loud uh, i do think there has to be some sort of a, a balance where i'm willing to be out loud but skilled and attentive and mature enough to know what an effective out loud is and, and isn't mm. um you know in a, I think a much understood passage, uh, uh, Paul says in first Corinthians nine, you know, to the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews, to the Gentiles. I became like a Gentile to win the Gentiles to those without the law I became like, like one without the law and so on became all things to all people in order to save some. And, you know, what that, means like to the airline pilots I became like or to the airline passengers I became like an airline passenger to an airline passenger like what does right. that actually mean? I don't think this group was doing that uh but but what that what what we should be doing is it it's a much more difficult question, and I do think I would never do that, but you know I'm far more likely to say nothing uh and I think that that the Um, it's a fair thing for the airline uh, singers to say, well, at least we said something to somebody like me who wouldn't necessarily say anything on the plane. That's probably fair. And I don't want to put myself above them or others. I just kind of want to speak to, like I think you named something that, because that sort of thing happens online, this sort of clueless out loudness that actually isn't presenting the faith in any sort of, effective way uh you know winsome mm-hmm. is an over you know sort of this overused word but you know i think it's colossians paul says let your speech be seasoned with salt yeah
0: it's you know sort of savory you know make it tasty. right uh but hey, the, the word and winsome and, think... s- and seasoning all that implies that you are thinking about them right that yeah. that, that your speech yeah. and your intentions are acting with them as the audience but if you are your own audience, then none of those like sometimes I wonder if the people are even getting to the step, and I, definitely me included by the way, um, to the step of like how am I best presenting the gospel? Um, this is what I was actually trying to articulate earlier. I think I did a poor job of it, but that it's not that the living out loud as a Christian isn't always um, a just a bad tactic to spread the gospel. I think sometimes it's a crutch. For Christian identity, it's Mm -hmm. I need to behave Mm -hmm. this way around them so that I I can contrast myself with them, not Mm -hmm. for them but for me, because I need to feel more certain that I'm a real Christian by comparing myself to others who are not doing this behavior. I don't know if that tracks because I think that's another and that that puts me in a um a position where it's easy for me to say well that's bad right just be more mature. Yeah, but like, isn't the contrasting message and the contrasting mission really hard? Isn't it basically? Yeah. This is where you're getting to. Isn't it really hard to be an ambassador? Isn't that really? Yeah, hard? it's really hard because you have to be think, so certain. you have to be so certain in yourself, you know.
1: Yeah, I would say two things. I think it's impossible. I think anything real in the Christian faith and life is impossible. In other words, we need divine aid. We need divine transformation. We need spiritual habits and practices that are changing us. Softening us and so on. So that's one. Mm. We need in the moment, you know, God taking our imperfect methods. I say this in the piece all methods are imperfect. Any fruit is done by God using imperfect methods. That's all there is. It's all he's got to work with imperfect vessels and perfect methods. But I do think what you just said is key that if I'm thinking about it, like I'm thinking about how to live my faith wisely. And so that in a a way that presents it accurately, uh, what does that mean in this situation? What does that mean in my neighborhood, in my classroom, whatever? If I'm thinking about it, then I'm at least in the fight. I'm at least in the process where if I'm not thinking about it, living out loud for myself, A, or B, I'm not thinking about it and I'm just living my own self-contained, safe life. Both of those things are bad. But if I'm thinking about how do I present, what does it mean for me to live out this my faith in a way that is, uh, you know, less imperfect and more true to form and more, you know, grace gracious and so on, that I think is the that's what I don't do. I sit down on the plane. I'm thinking about myself. I'm thinking about, you know, what I got to do or what I just did, what I'm going to read, if I'm going to watch something. I'm just not thinking about other people uh and in a way i'm making the same mistake as the
0: as the aisle singers that's uh, a really interesting observation that it's a similar it's it presents completely differently but it's at the right. end of the day a similar mistake yeah right. just self-contained well I think, and, and it's just hard though like it's i it's just hard to actually but we're saying is that it's hard to think primarily about other people, really. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Right. You know, right? We, like, right. We're failing all the time. One hundred percent. We're failing all the time. So it's
1: unfair for me to point at one failure, and that's just why I'm trying to be bending over backwards to be gracious to the piece. I'm, I'm pointing at a failure that I am also a failure. I'm just a different form of failure, uh, and I just think this kind of failure sort of reinforces a lot of negative stereotypes about. It people of faith you know mm. like yeah you know it, it, and i it, i think i think that's uh i think that's a fair critique uh, of that and i i mean i talk about you know somebody you know watching some loud movie in a in a you know without their earbuds and just having the sound blast as loud like nobody would do that uh, i've never even seen you know i've never well, been the, in a plane the, where. never say never never say never <laughs> But,
0: uh, right. but, you but if somebody did, the person sitting next to him would go, hey, do you, yeah.
1: yeah, do you know your sound, you know, whatever. And yeah. this is sort of the equivalent, but sort of in a baptized way, like your point, it's a baptized mm. equivalent where it's really inconsiderate in a sense, but I I feel good about it. <laughs> and, you right. know, I just think
0: we we Christians can, you know, we can do that if we're not careful. So, uh, well, I think not only yeah, if we're not careful, I think what you've highlighted is that that's the default being selfish is the default unless you're unless without god's grace and without really trying you're definitely going to be selfish you're definitely going to fail to be considerate because that's normal no matter how that looks but
1: yeah yeah and even if somebody listens to this and thinks well i don't want to make a mistake so i'll just withdraw i mean that's that's probably the most common mistake it's just like you said it's really hard it's hard to understand our culture and to then be thinking about, you know, what is an effective way to live, an effective approach, a message, or whatever—that's really hard. It does take time and effort to think about, you know, why are people thinking this way, and you know, why are people so angry or outraged or afraid or whatever. Um, but that I think is part of our message or our mission as a as ambassadors. Um, so, anyway, don't sing in the aisle. I think that's. I think that's our concluding thought. Uh, And, you know, again, uh, we're two, we're two imperfect people um, saying something that maybe is obvious, but in a way it applies to all of us. And so I think that's, we'll, we'll wrap it up on that note. And uh, we will um, probably not talk about uh, singing a lot more uh, in future uh, podcasts. this might be the lone singing episode. but uh, it was sort of a fun. I, I enjoyed talking with you about it. It was a sort of a fun conversation mm-hmm. and a fun thing to think about, and a, I think hopefully a way to highlight something that we all we all do this, even though none of some most of us would never think of doing this. We all do something kind of adjacent to this,
0: uh, and so right when you think about and like, how to that would be challenged more even to say more like efficiently, like, more fruitfully. Yeah. So then, what are the like that would just that like what are the we should challenge ourselves to consider what are the real life instances in our own lives, right? Like, this is a really like you're saying, this is a glaring example of something yep. that is much more subtle on a daily basis. But yep. I should try to think of what's a way that I've seen somebody do something similarly inappropriately, but also conversely, what's a way that I've been selfish and not engaged people around me. Cause those are both failure. Those are both yeah. hey, failures what? to be an ambassador. Yeah. Yeah. And what have I seen that's worked well that I can emulate? And
1: um, yeah, mm. yeah. So that's, all, I think all of that rolling around in our mind is probably helpful. And, uh, uh, you know, if we're in that sort of process, then we can at least be you know, moving towards the target. Uh, so let's end it on that note. Uh, thanks for listening uh, to On Culture. You'll hear Jacob and the bumper at the end talk about uh, subscribing, you can subscribe on Culture. You can sign up for the Embassy newsletter. Uh, you can send a question in as well, uh, and uh, love to keep the conversation going. Uh, thanks again. Thanks, Evan. Talk to you next thanks. time. Thanks.
0: Was fun. Thanks for listening. Do you enjoy On Culture? You can support us and the content produced by subscribing to our newsletter, The Embassy, by visiting theembassy.substack.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.